Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome back to the Auto Spec Podcast. Kyle, you are joining me again today for another all Cybertruck themed episode, but this time you're not calling in from your Rivian stuck at a charger. You are at home in Colorado. Congratulations. You made it. Thank you. We'll have a whole story on that trip and woo, it was a trip. Yeah, it was a, bit, a little bit of an oof, I'd say. So that'll be interesting to compare because you went, you know, ice out there and EV back. But on to the topic at hand. Everyone really, really loved our first Cybertruck completely themed podcast that was all about the drivetrain, the powertrain of the Tesla Cybertruck. So we've been looking at your comments, reading what y'all are interested in, and um, also what we're interested in talking about. And Kyle, uh, we're going to talk today about the interesting way that Tesla has gone about this part of the Cybertruck, and that is that it is steer by wire which I was looking into as well. And I think it's, um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I want to know why they would do this over just the conventional steering methods. So uh, one, I want you to like give me that insight, but also what excites you about steer by wire? Because I remember when you went into the Denver showroom, um, our Littleton showroom, you might've reasoned somehow, some way that they might have steer by wire and you were like, mm, okay, cool, 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 cool. So what have you learned since then? Well, um, so steer by wire. Okay, let's go back. We've been seeing recently spy photos of the Cybertruck in uh, all over the U.S., and we've seen them being maneuvered in tight parking spaces all the way to uh, I don't know, just driving around. And if you would watch the drivers behind the wheel move the truck, you would start to see like they weren't turning the wheel all that much to do huge turns. Hmm. And I caught on to that and I was like, that's unusual. Does it have a really fast steering rack, which would be not typical of a truck and not technically safe for towing or anything like that? Or is it steer by wire? And steer by wire essentially only means that the electric signals 
I mean, your steering wheel is only connected basically to like a video game force feedback motor. And right. you ha- I'm oversimplifying, but then you only have electrical signals going down to a completely disconnected portion of the car that controls the rack. Now, um, there are benefits to steer by wire and there are very little downsides to steer by wire, but there are downsides as well. And I think it's worth mentioning some of those. Some of those apply to only certain vehicle categories, and a lot of it comes down to how it's tuned and how it's implemented. But let's just start with what is steer by wire. And first of all, Tesla's already confirmed that the Cybertruck has it. They've been out in the public. We've seen the driving reviews of it. And uh, just watching Jason Jason Camisa probably gave the best interpretation of what that's like and how it adjusts its tuning. And you have this uh, squircle as your steering wheel. So unlike behind me for our YouTube viewers, this was the very silly Tesla yoke that was not connected to a... And uh, we've just triggered all the Tesla fans now because some of them love the yoke, um, but it's not good. Sorry. Uh, in my impression, I'm glad some people like it. I don't think it's dangerous. It just doesn't enhance the driving experience because you still have a you know two and a half turn lock to lock in a Model S mm-hmm. where you're flying this yoke around and it's like mm-hmm. smacking you if it's doing autopilot. It's really kind of annoying. Um, so the yoke made a lot of sense when we first saw it because we thought, oh, it's going to have a really tight steering ratio or a variable ratio steering rack, which doesn't need to be completely steer by wire. Uh, BMW has been doing variable ratio steering for 20 years, at least 10 years. And um, what that means is that they have a literally uh, almost like a, a clutch within their steering system that can change the ratio of steering input. So you can go from a two-turn lock-to-lock to to a a two-and-a-half-turn lock-to-lock or um, even adjust how the steering is on tip-in and ramp in the steering ratio as you get throughout the wheel. And and some of these things can be done mechanically, and some of these things could be done uh, electromechanically. And BMW has been famous for having probably the most amount of variable ratio steering, even down to their like non-premium models. You could get it on like a 328 from 20, like an F30 328 from 2013 had them. So that was, that was kind of cool. And it was an optional extra. It was like a thousand bucks, but it was totally worth it. It was cool tech. So um, we've never seen such an extreme case of a variable ratio, make it into something before uh, the Cybertruck mm-hmm. and the Cybertruck has this ratio that pretty much has a one turn lock to lock. So it goes, I think Jason Camisa was saying about 170 degrees in each direction before you hit the bump stop. So you pretty much never need to take your hands off the wheel because you can fully rotate the wheel in any direction. Mm. And what's cool is that Cybertruck squircle uh, is not connected, like I mentioned, to the front steering rack. Now, right. this is not the first series production vehicle to have steer-by-wire. It is the first mass-produced series production vehicle to have steer-by-wire with no mechanical backup. Right. So the the column is gone. There's no column at all. So is that what you mean by the backup? What would be the backup to steer-by-wire? Yeah, the, the backup would be a clutch connect to the, the, you know, if you have a whole power loss situation, then you would have, you know, some sort of fallback where you would fall back to the uh, steering rack. That's mm-hmm. what Infinity had done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and the column gets in the way from crash performance, from weight and cost. And it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those extra components that 
you know, remains to be seen. We don't know the reliability of this. I'm assuming it's going to be incredible because if you look at any modern, everyone uses this terminology, but if you look at any modern like jet airliner, since I don't even know how long, um, they're all steer by wire, (laughs) like fly by wire, like everything is by wire. We have brake by wire on most modern electric cars these days. Mm -hmm. So like in uh, my Polestar 1, as an example, or Polestar 2, uh, my brake pedal is not connected to the braking system. It is all electronic signals. And I can't say I've ever really heard of a failure with something like that. Pretty cool. So, uh, I mean, you said fly-by-wire, but isn't drive-by-wire and steer-by-wire, aren't they different? Yeah, so fly-by-wire would be for like a Boeing or an Airbus Mm -hmm. jet. Yes. Uh, drive by wire. Uh, I'm not sure what that would refer to, but you would have you could have brake, throttle, and steer are your three inputs, and that can all be done electronically. Gotcha. Uh, so, so that's that's what we're talking about. Every car is throttle by wire. Great. Why would Tesla want to do steer by wire with the Cybertruck? Why don't you think? I mean, they 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 haven't done this before, right? So why why with the Cybertruck and why steer by wire? Yeah, the benefits, I think, will will become known as we're able to drive it more. Uh, certainly to make the vehicle feel uh, more nimble and more stable and potentially have interesting ways of user inputs to control it means you have v- infinite variability now on what the steering wheel can do. And that can mean you can really slow it down for when it's in towing mode so you don't induce uh, you know, an oscillation on your entire load while going down the road. This is why like F-150 Lightning and Silverado all have really annoyingly slow steering ratios and the Rivian doesn't. But when you tow with the Rivian and even if you like hit a little bump, you actually turn pretty quickly and then the trailer starts moving. So a lot of there's so many compromises because a truck has to do so many things. Uh, You know, it has to be able to go off road. It Mm -hmm. has to drive well on the street. It has to tow. It has to haul. And honestly, you want different chassis setups for each of those situations. This will allow a completely bespoke steering setup for each task that you're doing. And it's really up to the Tesla engineers to tune it. And we'll talk about that in a second. How does it actually work on the Cybertruck, though? Yes. Um, There are two electric motors on the steering rack. I I took a video of this. Um, So right there, you can see those two. I don't know if you can hover your mouse around them. It's just behind the sway bar in the bottom bit of the car. Uh, Just down a little bit there. uh, You're on one of them. And then the one to the right is the second one. So those are the two um, electric motors. I'm not sure who the supplier is, but it sounds like Tesla did work with a supplier on this connected to the rack and electric assisted steering is nothing new and steering racks are nothing new and steer by wire completely is actually nothing new because every rear steer system of a vehicle is completely by wire. I actually own a 2005 Chevy suburban quadra steer. Now, I haven't talked about it much because it was stolen, and then it was so bad they returned it, and then I think it might be stolen again. I don't know. I I think I lost it, (laughs) which is pretty stupid to think about. But anyway, um, you know, we we got it for a video. We decided not to make the video, and then we kind of parked the car somewhere, and then I don't think the car's there anymore. But but technically, I still own it. And um, Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a stupid situation. But that has rear wheel steer from 2005. Quadra steer was so cool. Huh, is it yeah. an 05? I'm trying to remember what year it is, but I think it is. And that is a steer by wire on the rear axle. Uh, mm. And that failed and stopped working. Uh, so I don't know. If on the that... car, or you mean as a 
uh, like an option and that's not adopted. Actually, anymore. both. Yes. Ah. <laughs> they okay. they stopped producing it and it also doesn't work. Um, so, okay. We're it's because it was not a great system? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about, I think these were all Delco electronics back in the day and uh, it's just early technology. We've come so far uh, in terms of reliability and robustness since Which, then. Yeah, it's definitely what we want to see here in the Cybertruck as well. I think there's a mental barrier for people here, which is your steering wheel is not connected to your wheels. Exactly. Most people don't think about it from a braking perspective because they would have no idea. No. But as soon as you start turning, when you turn off the Cybertruck and the wheel free wheels and the front wheels don't do anything, then you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on here. So I will say... Let's see what happens. We need to get some data. We need to see how these things do. I'm sure there are extreme safety fallbacks here. We know they're triple redundant as a, uh, you know, as a fact is what's said in all the reviews. And what triple redundant means is when you have one sensor, you never know if it's right or wrong. If you have two sensors, you're not sure which one's right or wrong. And if you have a third sensor, you can use that as the control to say if two are reading one thing and one is reading another, then you know to agree with the two. And so everything in this entire system is at least triple redundant, according to what we've learned about it. And um, the electric motors combined, two on the front axle, one on the rear axle, uh, equal five horsepower. It's about 3.7, almost four kilowatts of Mm -hmm. force, which looks incredible. And uh, what I think is a huge standout is just how fast it seems you're able to turn this wheel in a parking mm-hmm. lot and mm-hmm. watching uh that haggerty video of the thing on a go-kart track big heavy vehicle full lock and full load over and over being pounded not having thermal issues uh with a you know no issues from the steering system leads to a lot of confidence when jason was dry steering it he turned it on and then dry steered it stopped the wheels were zoom 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 so fast turning direction, way faster than a human could ever turn a normal wheel, like palming it, pulling into mm-hmm. a parking lot. That's true. So from a technical perspective, with an infinitely variable ratio, and uh, it just seems like you're unlocking a whole new world of possibilities. And the fact, you know, we'll maybe do another episode completely on the 48 volt low voltage system architecture of the Cybertruck, mm-hmm. but that that allows this type of thing, but that's not uncommon. What's uncommon with the Cybertruck is a 48 volt entire system operating low voltage Mm -hmm. rather than just sub components. Um, And that's worth a whole video on it in another nerd fest. So, so you have, we've really only spoken up to the front axle at the moment. It looks like you have two electric motors up front, a bunch of sensors, and then everything runs on Ethernet communications in the vehicle. Really fast response. I'm sure there's backup connections and it's overdone. Being the first uh, vehicle to have complete steer-by-wire with no backup, you know they must have gone overboard to make sure that this is you know, all the redundancies. And there are other vehicles that are working on steer-by-wire coming out, I think, even this year, next year. Like It's not going to be the only one on the market. I think some of the Chinese automakers are doing it and other stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I'm a huge, I, I should say, I have huge interest in this one. This is one of the things I'm most excited to test when I drive the Cybertruck. I'll make a whole video on it. Um, but but beyond that, it also has rear steer. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. Let's bring it to the back. Tell me about that rear steer. So, I mean, I know that we were in the Mercedes EQS and that had rear steering, and I, I felt pretty That nice. was your first time experiencing rear steer, right? I think so. 
Yeah, yeah just so. recently. Just recently. I mean, you know, maybe. Who knows? But no, I think that was definitely, and it, it feels so much different. And uh, yeah, just is really helpful. I mean, I think even some folks were like, watch out, you know, take a, take a turn better than you think you will. But um, so this combined with the steer by wire, but that was yeah. such a good impression of what they said to us. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, all right, <laughs> thank you. I'm like, don't worry, I've driven these things. <laughs> but then you drove it and you were like ripping it. So yeah, it was, it was fun. I actually like that. I was, anyways, I like those. I like how they look too. Um, no, get, get out of here. I know. I was talking to someone recently and they were like, ah, but, but the, they just don't look great. I'm like, I think I actually like them. I like how we're talking look. about, so our audience knows Mercedes EQS, not yeah, Cybertruck. Yes. Yeah. The Mercedes. Do you EQS. think the Cybertruck looks good? I mean, the looks good is, I don't think that those are the words to describe it looks okay. good you know like what looks good it depends on what you're going for if you're going for a dystopian stainless steel piece of sharp metal yeah go for it i mean it's it's out of this world but it's actually quite in this world and it's on the roads now so um but it's i mean it's completely different than what we've seen before so does it look good i don't hate it you know i, I really don't don't hate it <laughs> but i think it's, it's like a prop it looks like it's a not prop. pretty but it's interesting no it's not pretty and then you know the mercedes eqs is a bit more bulbousy rounder different looks more bug like it's actually like the opposite mm -hmm. yeah I okay see. let's get back let's get back to the rear axle sorry for derailing <laughs> <laughs> okay take me to the rear axle what's going on okay. there is it as you know bunkers as the steer by wire Oh, well, it is steer by wire, same system, a third motor, single motor on the back, less important, of course, and also less stress, way less stress on the rear axle. Think about it. This car, this truck is going to be, you know, when we test it, we're going to be at 130 miles an hour top speed down the back straight of high planes into full braking, under full braking. We're going to be getting it into a corner. That is so much force on that front outside tire that it's going to have to do that. And it's going to have to withstand all of the deflection forces that if we're under full braking, under load and hit a major pothole at the same time, you know, it's going to be a lot of force going through that one unit. So they, they had to way overbuild this system for it to work because with a vehicle, you have your nominal loads and then your, your stress loads or even up to abuse loads can be 50 or 100 times higher, not just twice as much. Mm -hmm. So things are way overbuilt when it comes to steering chassis and braking systems on vehicles. Um, hmm. So that's why I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited to try this. And I probably will get it into a situation where I get maximum lateral grip under some deceleration and hit a bump. Uh, because I think that's that's peak uh, that's peak load on the system. So I want to try out. I want to see what that feels like in the steering and all that stuff. Uh, so the rear axle is never going to be under a situation like that. It might be under like a we're sideways, but it's never like really going to have to steer in, in a situation like that. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much just dry steering it on pavement, on dirt, whatever. And when we saw the Cybertruck driving around at the Austin factory event, Colton and I were there. Mm -hmm. uh, we were told that it had 10 degrees of rear steering by someone. And what we saw was not 10 degrees. I mean, Francie, you saw the EQS SUV that we were driving and how much those rear wheels like get tucked into the wheel well. Mm -hmm. Like they really are, whoop, whoop. It's, right. it's kind of interesting. So you this, had your protractor on the scene measuring the degrees? Yeah, my mental protractor, yes. And I was like, okay, it's that. That's I thought, I guessed five to seven. I thought no way 10. Well, it turns out it's three. Oh, 
So currently today, Cybertruck only has three degrees of rear steer. So is this what you're talking about with the tuning? Yes. And then apparently they will issue a software update, which is not unusual for Tesla to build in the hardware and then software update later. Mm -hmm. And they will issue a software update to get up to 10 degrees of rear steer, which matches non-AMG Mercedes. And I think Hummer EV does more than 10 degrees. And Um, just to feel it out, uh, the first deliveries and then just push it? Why wouldn't they just, with these first deliveries, have it at 10 degrees? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately when you launch a vehicle that's software connected, you focus on all the stuff that can't be updated later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to make sure that it's reliable, it's safe, safety's always top, got to make sure functioning or, you know, basic vehicle functions operate. And then the fun stuff can come later. And the vehicle's going to operate fine with three degrees of rear steer. Um, so just upgrading to 10 later will be a nice software update. And we don't know if it's going to come this week or if it's going to come next year, but eventually it's designed to do 10 degrees, which is sort of industry standard now. Okay. Um, it's a lot of rear steer, but it, you don't need any more than 10 degrees. And, the, and as, go sorry, ahead. as a driver, would I be able to adjust that based on my preferences? Unsure. We are unsure about the control logic, and that's what we're going to get into in the next portion of this video is how do we want Tesla to tune this system because we just don't know how it's tuned. Okay. Um, So back to the mechanical components. You have, obviously, a full normal-ish steering rack just operated by two electric motors rather than an electric-assisted steering rack. Mm -hmm. And then you have a rear... Uh, you know, steer system, which has been around for as long as ever. And that just looks great. The interesting thing is you're now interfacing with essentially a video game controller as the driver. So it's going to have to artificially take the feedback from the road and pipe that into the steering wheel to give you the impression of what's happening. You know, like when you drive Gran Turismo and you hit grass and you feel it in the wheel, like these are the things that it's going to have to do. And it's going to have to be tuned wonderfully to do this. Now, this is not new technology either because cars with electric power steering for years have tried to, and and I think Jason Camisa was also talking about this in his podcast. If not, then I was talking to a friend about it, but I'm sure I heard it somewhere. Uh, but it is true what you know what what I was hearing, which is power steering systems do influence uh, and have vibration adjustments and amp or I should say amplify certain good force feedbacks to the driver. Even currently, even Porsche does it, and they have some of the best steering on the market. And so, essentially, what that means is if you have a unwelcome, annoying, buzzy, high frequency vibration that's going to make your hands go numb, it can mm-hmm. tune a lot of that out with the EPass electric power assisted steering system, uh, or. Uh, you can say, oh, I want to put a little bit of extra weight here so you can feel, okay, let's let's let the driver feel that little bump in the road so you know mm-hmm. what that tire's doing. You're right at the edge of traction. Let's let them feel that a little bit more. And it can amplify some things as well. And the tuning of that um, is something I would love to nerd out about. And I really, I, I've never met a steering systems engineer, but I would love to have dinner with one to learn what what goes on in this world. But um, the Cybertruck... Yes, the Cybertruck is even more interesting because now you have a variable ratio and a variable force feedback uh, to play around with. So let's get into 
how is this system going to be tuned? And my impression, looking at the truck, listening to the reviews, is that it's going to be a really aggressive steering tip-in at low speed. So parking lot speeds, you just go, and the truck's going to, whoa, 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 it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I heard Jason say he got into a Rivian, which has a fantastic steering system. Um, and it's only, I think, two turns lock to lock, maybe just more, yeah, two and a quarter, two and a half turns lock to lock. And he was like, oh my God, I got to like crank the wheel on this thing. So much I mean, work. it's a complete shift in vehicle operation, complete mm-hmm. shift. Uh, and these little changes make a massive adjustment to the daily driving experience. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me for coughing there. I think I'm getting sick Bless or recovering. Um, it happens. Yeah, sadly. Um, it is the season. It is the season. So the Cybertruck's going to be at low speed tuned very aggressively, but then at high speed, it's going to reduce, or I should say, you can input more lock into the wheel with less steering on the front. So it's going to slow down that steering movement. So you'll get a very natural, it sounds like, a natural steering ratio where if you go into a bend Mm. off of an off-ramp, you can turn normally. So you don't send yourself off. Yeah, so you're not just like... Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know, you you sneeze or cough like I did and then you sure. go oh, into a barrier. Yeah. You don't want that. Okay. So, so the tuning of its speed specifically. Yeah, so the tuning of it's going to be really important. Yeah, and being a 170 degree lock to lock, there's a lot of room to slow down this rack because on the highway at high speeds, even if you drive normally with a normal steering, you're never putting 90 degrees of steering in. I mean, if you're doing 70 miles an hour and you got this much steering into a wheel, Bad I mean, you're you're like on a track. Mm-hmm. So the Cybertruck could really Bad afford day. to to allow some, you know, real movements and slow everything down, mm-hmm. and then just ramp up quickly as you come past even 45 to 90, and then from 90 to 170, you have mm-hmm. a lot of room to play with. And I imagine based off of. Well, here's the thing. I there's two ways Tesla can do this. They could purely tune the steering on a ratio by speed situation, which is at one mile an hour, at 10 miles an hour, you get this input. At 20 miles an hour, it's now this ratio. At 50 miles an hour, it's now this ratio. And that could work. I actually think that's going to be the most user predictable. That's what's going to feel natural to drivers. And that may end up being the correct approach to tuning this system. What I want to know and play around with is like, what if it changes based on drive mode or based off if I have a trailer? Is that, Mm -hmm. and I don't know the answer to this, is that going to feel unnatural to me as a driver where I'm normally expecting to put in this much, but now I only put in this much? Mm -hmm. And people will notice the difference between this much and this much on average. You know, if I go into like Baja mode, is this thing going to be like Model 3, super fast steering, Mm -hmm. super oversteery? uh, and and so that we're just talking about the front wheel tuning, which is crazy to think about. Uh, that that I don't know if they're going to do that by drive mode or if it's just going to be steering ratio by speed. Steering ratio by speed seems like an easy way to launch the truck to make it mm-hmm. feel most normal. Mm-hmm. I think they should do steering ratio by drive mode. That makes sense. I mean, you s- just switch it completely so that no matter you know you're in one way until you change the drive mode because it seems like if it was changing on you based on a variety of factors that and i always have to be like measuring my input based on what i I'm think doing. there is going to be some of that 
because it is going to change on speed always. Right. So then I would think that they, I mean, they have to be really thinking about what is intuitive to the driver, you know, because that's what matters most. They, right? I mean, here's what I think I think it's going to suck on the test drive. I think mm-hmm. people, a lot of people that don't like change, which is seemingly like a lot of people that hear something new and they just go, oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to like it. But I think if you were to live with it for a day, a week, a yeah. month, it would actually get be better. I think mm. it's the better steering solution for this type of vehicle. Mm. I mentioned there's pros and cons. I think we easily can see the pros of you know maneuvering in a tight parking space up mm-hmm. to highway cruising. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, just it's a novelty thing. It's really neat and it's great. I don't want this in a you know Mazda Miata okay, in a sports so- car. I mean, tell tell me why, like, because why would they it, put this in the Cybertruck specifically and not in any of the other models or, you know, your comparison as well? Why in a truck or a vehicle this size for this kind of utility? Well, I think the easy answer to that is, I'm sure there's many, but the first easy answer to that is Cybertruck is the first truck to have a 48-volt system, which mm-hmm. means you need far less current to operate something at four kilowatt peak power output than you would need on a 12 volt system. Mm -hmm. And so just having the higher voltage, you know, DC bus on the vehicle allows for these types of technologies to go. You can never do this on model S without having a 48 volt bus there. There's no way Tesla would ever do a 12 volt steer by wire system just because it's so lossy. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's the main reason. Also like with a pickup truck, driving dynamics isn't top. Like, if you were going to do this on a Model 3 performance, it has to be so good and so dialed and so proven because that's a car that matters to driving enthusiasts where this mm, doesn't so much. This is, you know, an everyday driver, occasional utility work. Some people may take it on a track for a couple laps here or there, but ultimately it's not like uh, driving dynamics is the top need for this vehicle So and steering feel. So, yeah, I think I'm... I'm I'm really excited to try it and to see the tuning. Looks mm-hmm. pretty soft going around those corners. Actually, see how much roll that thing had. I had not right. seen we, that video. We've got the Cybertruck uh, website just from Tesla pulled up where they have a lot of B-roll of the Cybertruck doing different things: highways, uh, dirt, corners, you know, the construction zone as well. Yeah, yeah just interested to see how it's how it's going, how it's going to be tuned, how it's going to handle everything. Mm-hmm. Um, are we any closer, Kyle, to you finding a cyber truck? Not since yesterday's podcast, no. All right. I wish. I wish I could get my hands on one. But these are the fun things we can talk about. This is a little bit less nerdy video because I'm not a steering systems expert, but these are the things I'll be thinking about when I review mm-hmm. it, which is how is it tuned? Does it base uh, different based on drive modes? Mm-hmm. What feedback do you get through the wheel? What's the f- response time of of steering mm-hmm. tip into vehicle response or to yeah. tire response. Um, is it going to feel different on the all-terrain tire versus the all-season tire? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to make a major impact. So yeah. I think it's so many questions. Of course, more and more questions. And that when folks are able to also like get behind the wheel and um, test drive one just as a normal person, whenever that happens, to be able to have this in mind of what's going on, uh, underneath and with the steering is something to pay attention to, especially if you're considering it to make sure that you're aware of like how it feels. And um, if you're comparing it against other options, but I think a lot of people who are going for the cyber truck are going for the cyber truck 
Uh, I think a lot of people are going to have an issue once they find out the steering wheel is not connected to the front wheels. Because they're like, well, what if it faults? What if something happens? I don't want the steering wheel to not work. That's crazy, right? I mean, how how that seems like a normal concern to me. Yeah, I think I actually, even though logically I don't have that concern, mm-hmm. I think it's something that would be on my head when I'm driving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so too. And even uh, though like every rational bone in my body is like, well, everything is by wire. It always works. There's no failure. Like we have to get to this point. I think I am going to constantly be thinking every time I send it into a corner. What if this cuts out? What if, what if there's an electrical malfunction? Right. It's a possibility, but they would hopefully have backup on backup of something on something, but it's not mechanical. Yeah, I'm just curious how it handles. You know, in theory, this should be better in total crash performance because you don't have a steering rack coming back up into you. But after right. a crash, how do you recalibrate the system, realign it? I'm sure Tesla has plans for all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, what happened with my Model S when Jordan sent it into a curb that wiped out the steering rack? It needed a new steering rack. How would this work? Does it, How does it work from a calibration perspective? Um, I don't know. So many questions that I'm sure we'll eventually find out and learn about. But yeah. this is one of the parts of the truck that makes it truly unique and unlike any vehicle on the road today. And I yes. love unique driving experiences. I always say that. And I don't think it's going to get any more unique than this. So I am so excited. This is probably the, the part of the Cybertruck that I'm more excited to figure out than any other part. It'll be fun. It's just steering. It'll be cool to see what uh, folks have to say in the comments, too, if they know anything or anyone or whatever it is. Um, Or like, is it going to steer sharper if I turn quicker versus doing a slow turnover? I don't know. These are all the things. We got to play around with it. And and what's crazy to me is Tesla delivered 20 Cybertrucks, 22 Cybertrucks at the Mm -hmm. delivery event. Sure. We've only heard from one dude who made like a couple Twitter posts. I would absolutely be all over it. Like, right? Where are they? What are they doing? I think they're just people who don't care to share. Like, this is such a small part of their life that they just, it's just just a car. They're just lucky. But there's no way they're not enthusiasts. They they likely are, but I mean, maybe, I mean, not everyone is on the interwebs. I don't know. Doesn't it seem a little bit weird to you, though? It does. It does. I mean, because I think some people were like joking, but also like, who are these people? Are they real? Are they really right. making delivery of these things? Um, I mean, there was one hat that I saw someone wearing that I was like, that person, are they real? Um, but, <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't heard from them really on a like high volume. Yeah. Where are they? Where are all the photos and videos of them driving around? But they're not. I've only you. seen one. I, I can't imagine like how many you're going to have like a 10 hour long video on the Cybertruck. Oh, it's going to be multiple 10 hour long videos. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we've got more topics to cover as the week goes on. Cybertruck week on the Out of Spec podcast. Uh, we're going to hit a lot of different things, talk about the battery pack, hopefully vehicle to home. I'm interested in that. And we have some new battery pack info to share probably in tomorrow's episode. Okay, very cool. Um, a lot of folks are interested about that range extender. How is that going to work? Of course, we won't know um, a bunch about efficiency until we get it, but we can talk speak to that too. Holly, well, we, we might if we can get the EPA test documents because mm-hmm. we're getting battery pack info. Okay, uh, then we might actually get some real efficiency info. And then that's that's prior to the out of spec seventy mile efficiency t- range test. Um, that's right. 
we'll we'll see about that too. But plenty, plenty, plenty more to cover. So thank you for your suggestions in the comments. We are reading them, noting them down. And um, a lot of folks have been, were interested in this topic for sure. And I don't think there was a ton of coverage about the steer by wire. So um, besides what you've referenced, of course. And yeah, so thanks for th thanks for the deep dive into steer by wire, wire for the cyber truck, Kyle. And welcome back to Colorado again. I'm sure it's good to be home and we will continue to talk all things cyber truck. So thanks everyone for tuning into the out of spec podcast. We'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.